This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Good morning, Daily Thrones fans. We are here in the day after the spoils of war, probably all still recovering uh, emotionally and physically from that exciting, fiery episode. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot during this week about Daenerys Targaryen and the potential turn to the dark side. Uh, we've been talking about it here on Daily Thrones, but could Danny go heel? Could she go bad? Could she be the big villain in the realm? I still... I still don't think so in the end, but the, but the question I'm having is, is they're broadcasting it. They're kind of hinting at it. The trailers for next week show Varys saying to Tyrion, you got to get her to listen to you. Danny is standing up there saying, hey, uh, follow me, uh, and it'll be, everything will be fine, or uh, I'll burn you all. Is Danny really going bad, or is it just, just a, a story uh, tip leading us in a different direction? And she'll eventually return, eventually be redeemed, or eventually just stay the course and be who, who we know Danny is. That is the question for the week. Are we watching her go bad? Is this really happening to our precious little Danny from season one, who overcame so much to get into this position of power? We're going to break it down today and all this week on Daily Thrones. Hey Ken, David Jin. It's been a couple weeks, but I'm happy to be calling in today. Uh, just wanted to throw my thoughts out. Uh, obviously the battle scene was amazing. The whole episode was amazing. Everybody's been talking about that. Uh, and I just wanted to throw out maybe my lasting impression of, of that episode really was kind of this be careful what you wish for. You know, we've been wanting to see dragons in action all throughout the show and we finally really get to see it in a real visceral way. You know, we got to see it in Marine in the Fighting Pits when Drogon rescues Danny. We got to see it at Slaver's Bay when she swoops in and the dragons unleash hell. But we haven't really seen it affecting armies and people that we care about. And we really got to see that in a, in a really, like I said, visceral is like the only way I can really describe it, or devastating way. And uh, it just stuck with me. And it was they did it in such a beautiful way, a real way that afterwards when I was talking with my wife, I was, I was almost talking about it as if dragons were real. And like, oh wow, I can't imagine what that would be like to be there, and I'm like, oh, it's not real. So I just think it was a job well done. What's up, guys? It's Sean here with Gadget Reason Radio, and wow, what an amazing episode! I've already watched it twice. Um, incredible. My first, my first comment is, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this had to be one of the most expensive episodes of Game of Thrones to date. Um, the guys over at uh, Pixelmondo, who do all the effects, had to have their hands full, both in time and just, you know, just the amount of effort it took to get those those dragon scenes to look so incredible. Um, so what an outstanding job they did. Um, two things in this episode gave me goosebumps kind of instantly. And the first was when Arya gets asked who taught you to do that when she's, uh, you know, doing her fight training. And she replies with a little sly, no one. I thought that was a perfectly scripted and well-delivered line. And then, of course, when Daenerys is on the back of Drogon and gives that first command of Dracarys to start burning troops. Was that just not the most epic scene? And, and God, just so well-delivered. Um, and the effects are just incredible. So keep up the great work on your station, guys. All right, guys, let's talk Daenerys Targaryen. The idea that maybe she's going bad. It's definitely looking like that way. Uh, she was fierce this week. She had a grim, determined look on her face. She was burning people left and right. And next week's preview would make you think 
that Danny needs a talking to. Danny needs to be controlled. I am of the opinion that Danny might be turning to the dark side just enough, or maybe tapping into the dark side to get the job done. Now, she is the Mad Queen's, Mad King's daughter, making her possibly a Mad Queen, and I think we, myself included, constantly focus on that. We know what Eris Targaryen did. We know the Burn Them All stories. We know how it went bad and how he became the Mad King, and we saw Viserys. We saw what Danny's brother was like, and we assume he would have been the same way as the Mad King. And I think that is more the connection. I think Viserys is more his father's son than Danny might be. Danny, and I've seen this online, some people tweeted this to me, so I was reading more about it. I really think we've got to start looking at Danny as the blood of Aegon Targaryen. Aegon's mentioned a lot. Dario Naharis has said, you're a conqueror, Daenerys. And that is what Aegon is. Aegon Targaryen is Aegon the Conqueror. Came over here, liked what he saw, brought his sister wives and their two dragons, had his giant dragon, Balerion, whose, whose skull we saw down in the, in the, uh, the bottom of uh, King's Landing there with uh, Kyburn showing Cersei the scorpion uh, device there. Um, he, he was a conqueror, and he's known for burning Burning down Harrenhal. He's known for the Field of Fire, the first one, because I'm considering this one the second one. He burned 5,000 Lannister and Gardner troops. Uh, he is known for this conquering. But in every situation, if you bent the knee, he took you in. In fact, many were rewarded. Tyrells were rewarded. The Lannisters were rewarded. There's a lot of rewards. And even Danny herself, when speaking of Aegon, says this. Aegon, the Conqueror, brought fire and blood to Westeros. But afterward, he gave them peace, prosperity, and justice. And if you read the Game of Thrones history books, if you read A World of Ice and Fire, it's actually fair to say that Aegon, the Conqueror, is known for having mostly a peaceful reign. It was after him that a lot of these uh, Blackfire rebellions, a dance with dragons, all these kind of Targaryen civil wars happened. But after his conquering and after he had everyone bend the knee except for Dorne and even then this mysterious letter gets sent to him and his sister was killed in action down there fighting Dorne and he backs off. I'm paraphrasing, I'm shortening the story of course, but he backs off. And then the rest of his life, Aegon has a pretty peaceful reign. Looking at a, a wiki of ice and fire, which is a great resource, it says the remaining 24 years of Aegon's reign were peaceful. Spent much of his time consolidating his power by traveling through the Seven Kingdoms and building his capital at King's Landing. So, Danny, maybe we're seeing it the wrong way. Danny is stubborn. But Danny's determined. We talked about that today on Collider's Thrones Talk. Maybe Danny sees it that way. This, it, it, it's more of a book quote here, her talking about Aegon bringing peace, prosperity, and justice afterwards. But maybe she sees that. I will protect you. Like Tyrion says, he protects, she protects uh, the people, her people from the monsters. She's like, bend the knee. If you don't want to, I'm going to burn you. But then... Still going to give you the chance. And then I'll give you peace, prosperity, and justice. I will bring you those things. So next week when we see her in front of some people, 
possibly survivors of this war, said, bow before me, you'll be okay, or I'll burn y'all. It is stringent, it is tough, reeks a little bit of Stannis, oh Stannis, but it might be Danny channeling Aegon. People might not want to bend the knee. Jon Snow might want to, might not want to bend the knee, but Danny in her heart probably believes it's for the good of all of you. Me and my dragons will protect you. I want a great seven kingdoms. I want peace, prosperity, and justice. Danny's not going bad. She's giving everyone some tough love. What do you guys think here on Daily Thrones? The conversation rolls on. Is Danny going bad? Let me know. All right, guys, Daily Throne special guest here. You uh, hear him with me over on Force Center, and he's always chiming in here when I can get him on the uh, on the recording here in Daily Thrones. It's Joseph Scrimshaw. Oh, I am delighted to be talking about Game of Thrones. It's so good right now. Yeah, and I know you have a lot to watch on Sunday nights. Doctor Who's still going? No, hasn't started yet. Doctor Who's done for now. Twin Peaks yeah. and Game of Thrones. That's a big Sunday night for you. It is, because... They're both immersive, so you're you're in these worlds, and you got to pull yourself out of one to go to the other. Go to the other, and we definitely immersed ourselves in a great episode this week, uh, episode four, Spoils of War. We've been talking about all day on Daily Thrones about Danny maybe going bad. Uh, I want you to maybe address that, but also I, I want to hear from you some standout moments. We know we got the dragons. Anything else about this episode, or was it just dragons? Uh, no, the dragons were great, but uh, yeah. best action quip ever is you know, who taught you? No one. I mean, amazing to have a seven-year payoff on a joke. Yeah. Like, it's great to have all the reunion payoff, but then to have, like, that's basically like a Roger Moore, James Bond quip from 1977, but true and built up after seven years. I laughed and cheered. You're not the only person. Someone tweeted me today after the Collider show about how they got chills in that moment. And I was... I'm a fan of Arya, and I love Jagan Agar. The House of Black and White storyline was, eh, it wasn't my favorite, to be honest, and it didn't end well with the wave for me. Mm-hmm. She said that moment, I was like, yeah, that was the best. I love that stuff. Like, it, they, that's how well they craft this. Yeah, yeah, and I think in that same moment, we had two of my other favorite parts. I was thinking about this the week before this episode ran, but now it's so clear of like, poor Sansa is kind of a basic Stark. Yes. Like, not to take away anything that she has been through or learned. Right, right, right. But the rest of her family have superpowers. Yes. Right down to Jon Snow. Right. Every one of them, literal superpowers. And for her to kind of see that and think and realize whatever happened to Arya, she's a force. And then one of my other favorite moments, yeah. all of the gifts that are now possible of Littlefinger realizing he's screwed. That <laughs> he is surrounded by people who can and probably will kill him. There is, yeah, Littlefinger's losing some power this year, without yeah. a doubt, and that moment with the cast as a ladder was perhaps, much like when Varys occasionally gets tripped up by a red priest or priestess, um, if that was a, and I'm a, I, I, I like Littlefinger, but that was a good moment. Yeah, he's a good guy, but, but he's not a good guy. He's, he's a good character, a good character. But, man, he's slipping. Yeah. He is slipping, could be interesting. All right, dragons, we finally see yeah. this. From, from episode 10 of season one, the first time we saw little baby dragons, we've been waiting for this. Yeah. And you know what? On the is Danny gonna go bad? Yeah. No, I felt like she took the high road. She took mm. the council. She didn't go. She didn't melt the the castles and the people like right. both Tyrion previously, and then Jon Snow had said. She took an army out on the road. Yeah. Armed people who yeah. volunteered. Armed people who just slaughtered a lot of people at Highgarden. Right. For standing up to a not legitimate queen. Right. Right. So all she's she's fighting a war. We we talked a little bit of, uh, also on Cloud today about Danny is stubborn, and I talked about it on her today. Danny's stubborn. 
there's a Targaryen stubbornness. But we're, we're calling her stubborn when maybe we should be calling her driven. And I, I like your take on it. Those It was a military target. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I love how much this is becoming the classic superhero. It happens in a lot of shows like Doctor Who of like, how can you triumph without violence? And, right, right. and good people having to face, I can't triumph without a little bit of violence. So right. what is the best way to be, the most moral way to be violent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think probably she was maybe enjoying it a little bit. She enjoys. As she charred those people all alive. <laughs> you know, and the line that brought it all together for me was the Dothraki yeah. that I don't think anybody in Westeros really respects, even Tyrion. Right. When he says, like, your people don't need know how to fight. Right. And makes Tyrion and the audience pity the little yeah. idiots with their shields and their oldie-timey tactics. Yes. While dragons burn them alive. So I think we should have pity for them, but I think that's a legitimate as moral as you can get in war strategy on Danny's part. Yeah, absolutely. It does play well. I hadn't really necessarily even thought it specifically related to, hey, these guys just attacked Highgarden and everything. And it's so interesting because that battle here, uh, you know, you're rooting for Danny, but you're also rooting for Braun. You're rooting for Jamie. That it was it really tore up my heart. Yeah, yeah. And it and they did a great job of shooting just people turning to ash. And you kinda have to be heartless to go, Yeah, I don't feel bad for people being turned to ash. And I'm sure at some point Ed Sheeran probably died. I kinda hope so. <laughs> I I got issues with the Ed Sheeran appearance. As did New York Mets pitcher Noah Syndergaard. Well Joseph you always got some great thoughts. You guys can listen to his show here on Anchor, which is headcanon. I'm on there from time to time. He had a great one about uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, check that out. You can check uh, me out, Favorite the Station. We're on iTunes and Google Play as well. Daily Thrones rolls on.